At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Final Cast with your hosts, Matt and B-Red. Hi, I'm Cam. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> hey, that pretty much sums up the Del Hollow trip. Yeah, more or less. I mean, we'll get into it, but Lord God. Oh, man. So what's so- new with everybody? Oh, I went out to the river today. It was poop because I went to a poop stretch. That is poop. It sucked. <laughs> water temps water temps are good to know they're at like 47. So we got another probably a couple weeks at least before they really start getting hammered on spawning. Um, yeah. So Unless we get a real warm stretch next week or something. Yeah. And I looked at the weather and it's supposed to be in the mid mid 50s to low 60s. So I'm not really worried about it. Oh, see, I'm. I told you when we left Del Hollow that I wanted to be I want it to be cold for just a while longer just to prolong the pre-spawn cuz I haven't been able to get on the river really. I love the yeah, pre-spawn today, bite. today was my first trip this year on the river. Um which hopefully will change now that we're past Del Hollow and all that so I should, you know, I'm excited hopefully the pre-spawn kicks up here within the next Hopefully we don't get any freaking flooding rain. I hope not, but it's Ohio. We probably will. Probably. I'm going to go out anyway. If I die, I die. <clears throat> did uh, Did you go by yourself or with Cam? Nope. Cam had to work today. I went with uh, James. So oh, me okay. and James went out there. Um, that watch thing is going to get annoying. Um, me and James went out there today. He didn't catch anything either. We were at the dam, which... I marked a ton. There's a ton of real long arches, so real skinnies. So I'm guessing they were pike. Yeah. Uh, and then some big old fat heads on the bottom were kind of sitting there. There was a couple little arches here and there, but nothing major. Saw a good size pike swim by me, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that area is 
that area is pretty well known for pike. Like I said, uh, when I told you, I've caught a few around that area. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Cam's been down that stretch more than I have. Um, you don't obviously... start, you don't start seeing smallies really until you get uh, past the interstate and that first set of riffles, and then once it calms back down, you. I've caught a couple decent sized ones. Uh, last year, my last float of the year, I I caught a sixteen and then a seventeen and a quarter. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. What spot? So that's cool. Yeah, I was say I know I know where it's at. I just didn't feel like going down. I'll be honest. Uh, I got on the river and I was like, I don't need my motor uh, because there was no wind. And guess what happened right when I got on the river? Wind. <laughs> so I'm surprised you didn't bring the motor. I would have. It was in the truck. I was just like, I don't need it today. I should have brought it today. Cause then I would have gone all the way downstream and then all the way back up. Yeah. Um, but either way, it was good. It was good to get, you know, out on the water a little bit. Um, Did you take your RVR? Always. I was on the river. Is that what RVR stands for? Maybe. Huh? Who knows? That's my mind is blown right now. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know everyone, we didn't have a show down at Dale Hollow and you went a week without hearing our beautiful made for radio voices, but there's a reason we didn't have a show and it's because we were lazy down at Dale Hollow and we got (laughs) back too late and we were tired and we didn't feel like doing it. So just being honest with you, um, but we're going to do a full recap better for Brad. Okay. For me. Okay. For cam, um, kind of go through what we were using, the whole shenanigans that occurred. So, yeah, it was funny because uh, we, we had every intention to do a podcast while we were down there. Matt brought his computer and his mic and we were going to set up and just have a happy old time with Jimmy and those guys and cut up, but it didn't happen. Instead, nope. we almost blew up the cabin, but we'll get into <laughs> that. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that was good times. Good times. But all right. So, where do you want to start brad oh wednesday night wednesday night (laughs) i don't know we i mean that's fine wednesday night was terrifying it was not yeah we'll talk about that i forgot all right so for everyone who doesn't know so i drove all the way down there brad was in the back seat cam was in the front and we all left after working that day so we left dayton ohio I think we finally got on the road with you, Brad, at like 5.45 maybe. Yeah. And it's about a five and a half hour trip, no stops, which I don't think we – we made one stop, two stops. Yep, two. No, one stop. Two? No, Kroger two. and Jimmy one. Jones. Yeah, yeah, but that was all one exit, so that's kind of yeah. one stop. So stop, got gas, got Jimmy John's, and then headed on our way down. All uneventful, nothing major, until we got to the great back roads of Tennessee. <laughs> At 10 o'clock at night. That was crazy. Pitch black dark. So we're driving through all these hills and I, I've got the trailer behind me and I've been on these roads with the trailer that if you go even an inch over the road, the ditch will take something from you. Yeah. It'll either be a stabilizing <laughs> jack, a wheel, your life. No one knows. 
Matt so, knows this by experience. He's had prior experience of this. Unfortunately, yeah. A guy I was driving with had an RV behind him because we were going down there to fish and we were just going to stay in that. And he dipped off the road a little bit. And when we got there, we were one less scissor jack than when we left or began. So, <laughs> and it ripped it oh, right man. off. When I talk about a clean rip, I talk about it, it sheared metal right That's off. That's crazy, dude. So, yeah. Uh, so we're going down these back roads. I mean, super hilly. If you're not seeing me, I'm doing the wave motion with my hand. Like it's just straight up and then down to like a, a, a hairpin turn, hairpin widow's corner type of turn. And and Matt was kind of driving a little too fast for this area. <laughs> yeah, I was going. I was probably going 45 to 50 when I should have been going like 30. Yeah. Um, but you know, we didn't die. So we are going down this hill or this mountain, the side of the mountain we're going down, we're coming up to a hairpin and cam is very uneased by this drive the whole time. Like every, <laughs> every time we're doing anything, it's like, Ooh, like his butts puckering and it's great. So we're going down. And I, I look at cam and I say, Hey cam, watch this. I turn my headlights off coming up to the curve <laughs> and he didn't hear me. He just saw nothing. <laughs> and all I hear it is was like, he was Ooh! dead or something. That's all I heard. I turned them back on before, and I turned them on probably feet away from this turn. It was a really stupid thing to do. I shouldn't have done it, but it was hilarious. Well, you did it a few times, too. After that, on straightaways. I didn't do it again on a turn, because that scared me a little bit. I was in the back seat. I didn't even know you turn off the lights. I'm sitting here on my phone. All Brad hears is me scream like a girl. I I looked up. I was like, what happened? I was unfazed by it. (laughs) So we we get by the, the... midnight turn it's like i'm gonna start calling it and we're going up this other hill and we see a car coming we don't see the car until we crest the hill and then a car is right there and these lanes are narrow i mean we all i think we all said oh no like we are all yeah, like I thought we were gonna die because again it's 10 30 <laughs> at night we're all tired we worked all day now we're doing this and the death car is coming by along with every dog you could find running in the road yeah, that yeah. was stupid. <laughs> Maybe there were so, so many dogs. It's like every every corner you turned, every house you passed, a dog was running out and barking at you, or just in the middle of the road chilling. Yeah, dumb. So we find out on the way there. Hey, your cabin's not ready. You need to stay in a houseboat tonight. <laughs> so I'm out of water at this point. Not a big deal. It's fine. It's a houseboat. I'll just get water from the tap. Nope. It was like I was in Mexico City, Mexico. Dude, that <laughs> water, water tasted goofy. Yeah. I filled up my water bottle. The, I drank the whole thing that day. The next day, we were on the water because I was mm-hmm. like, I have no other choice. I have to do this. Every sip I took, I was like, Ugh. oh, it's so bad. Uh, it was it's like so... worse than like garden hose water. Uh, it was no, garden hose water is like the best water ever compared yeah. to that that yeah. was poopy water that was just lake water that's all that was it was lake water and it tasted as such i took one sip of it and he immediately spit it out i mean it was bad man it was not good not good at all and then we find because we dropped the trailer off at the cabin because you can't park a trailer where we had to park for the houseboats so we drove another three miles dropped the trailer off then came back get back me and brad are charging all our batteries and lo and behold cam says hey i forgot my battery for my motor and i say (laughs) hey that sucks because i'm not going back (laughs) 
which will lead into the first day joyce shenanigans of his battery dying <laughs> yeah i forgot about it was that. a great time that feels like so long ago it does man yeah it's weird but all yeah. i thought all i thought yesterday at work i was just like you know what man i could just quit I could just go down there and live in my truck and be fine. Like I'm not, I just don't want to be, do this anymore. Well, there was a, a couple times during the trip you were like contemplating ever coming back. Yeah. We'll get into that too. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I still contemplating that daily, but uh, mm, yeah, it wasn't a good time. Um, So we wake up. What? I only got like five hours of sleep that night and I kept waking up. It was cold in that houseboat too. So when we woke up Thursday morning, we got up at like 6 a.m., which is seven our time on the East coast. And we picked up the trailer and it hit where'd we hit Mitchell Creek with, um, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy came out with us. Jimmy's the, uh, host on another paddle and fin show. Um, the reel down, correct? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So he's the host of, with Garrett, um, which we got to meet Garrett. If you're listening, good to meet you, my man. Garrett. Uh, happy to, Gar- I know. I said Garrett. 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 Like I'm Garrett. I'm sorry that I have a tobacco lip in my mouth and it's slurring my words. Um, but we got to meet him, which is cool. If you're listening, I'm happy. There's another swim bait bro and paddle and fin that has a bunch of big baits just like me. Um, but yeah, we met him going to Mitchell Creek. First time I had ever fished fish there. Brad, I don't think you fished there either. Nope. So it was a first for everybody. Uh, and the day started with me, Jimmy, and Brad easily getting on the water and starting to fish. <laughs> the whole and, trip was just an ordeal for me, man. It really Every was, day. man. It really was. Now, I'll look back on it now and say, hey, it was a great learning experience. Yeah. During the time, Dale Hollow was about to get another body at the bottom of the lake. I was really close to surrounding him. Dude, me and Jimmy was fishing that point waiting for uh, Cam. I was like, or I, all three of us were. I was like, where the heck's Cam? It's been like 15 minutes. So Jimmy goes back, comes back, and then you go back. Check on Yeah, Cam. well, Jimmy goes back, and he's like, yeah, it's fine now. And then you just see Cam with a Newport motor on the back of his kayak paddling in 15, 20 foot of water. <laughs> and I'm looking, and Jimmy's like, why is he paddling? And Jimmy looks at me, and I just say, I got it. I go over there. Cam is just all types of screwed up. He's yeah. like, my pedals are locked. And I was like, okay, just unlock your pedals. <laughs> well, I have, to, I have my paddle. Put your paddle down and unlock your pedals. Then when he finally unlocked his pedals, done. Great. It's fixed. It all works fine. Until we realized that I had my throttle screwed down too much. And oh, for, yeah. like the first, for like three-fourths of the day... With my throttle all the way open, I'm doing like 47%. So these guys are literally like a mile ahead of me. They're just little <laughs> dots in my vision. And they're heading to the very end of Mitchell Creek. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I'm just going across the middle of Mitchell Creek, just scooting along. And at this point of the day, I left Brad behind like 20 minutes ago. And yeah. all I, I look over and all I see is Brad coming up on me in the sholey. He's like, hey, man, how fast are you going? And I'm like, 47%. He's like, oh, that sucks. And then goes right past me. <laughs> and then I got to the spot like 20 minutes before he did. And oh, then when, dude, he gets, was... when he gets to the spot, we all come out of the cove and go back the opposite way. 
<laughs> yeah, and d- during this time, you guys are talking, and you're like, hey, where's Cam? You're like, oh, his his motor is only doing like 47% all the way open. And Jimmy's like, oh, I know how to fix that. So once I finally get to you guys, Jimmy takes my throttle and unscrews it. So now I can finally go 80%, which is like what everyone says is the fastest you should go because it's the same as basically full throttle. And yeah. I'm just keeping up with you guys. And then once we get back close to the pulling out for the day, my battery dies. It's probably a good thing you could well, only go 40% for most of the day because your battery would have been dead way before that. Yeah, probably. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. But uh, that that was funny, too, because it, it was not close towards the end of the day because you your battery died probably like a mile from where we were. Yeah, yeah we were like a mile away from the, from the ramp. Yeah. Which yeah, would have sucked the paddle. I was going to say, yeah. Jimmy, he's got a, uh, a PA-14 with a Torquedo 1103 on the back that can go mock Jesus compared to our Newports. And yeah. which we get way better battery efficiency at wide open for longer periods. So I understand the difference. But uh, so he tied Cam off and just started towing him back while me and Brad are just fishing and then leapfrogging them, fishing and then leapfrogging them, leapfishing and leapfrogging them. Then we finally get back. I don't think other than uh, Mitchell Creek Marina, if you guys are ever down there, definitely eat there because their food was awesome. I don't even remember pricey. Oh, yeah. We got got a guac burger. burger. Yeah. Yeah. Little little pricey, but the portions are ginormous. Pizza was banging and their pretzel bites are also banging. Agreed. What? Jimmy got a salad, some beer, a chicken and salad, and it was like a whole head huge. of lettuce. I mean, it was like a tire. How much he got? It was huge. He got he got an appetizer too. Oh, pickle fries. Anyway, yeah, his pick- whole meal came out to be like fifty bucks. I was like, good god, that's expensive. And you, but you got to remember, like twelve dollars of that was beer. They were yeah. charging like yeah. seven dollars a can of Corona. So there's twelve to fourteen <laughs> bucks. We, we I got a sitting, 17 inch I got a 17 inch pizza and I thought I got an appetizer you got like onion rings yeah I got the onion rings and then a coke and mine was like I think 28 or 29 bucks like, it really wasn't bad yeah with the tip mm-hmm. yeah we we were all sitting there and she was reading off the uh, beer for Jimmy she's like we got Bud Light and I just went I want to say something, but I don't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor marketing campaign by them. Um, 
it's whatever. But let's talk about the fishing in Mitchell Creek because we didn't really talk about that. No, we didn't. Um, wasn't anything to write home about. I'll say that, but it wasn't bad either. I think Brad, you and me both caught three or four fish that day. Jimmy, I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I caught, I caught four. I know you caught three or four, not counting my uh, most aggressive warmouth known to man. Um, the other thing or bluegill, not warmouth. That thing was like that. It just destroyed a 14 foot rock crawler. It's ridiculous. Huh. Um, Cam, did you? Is that the one of the only day you skunked? Yeah, that was the only day I skunked. I had when we first got out that first cove that we went to. Uh, I was asking you guys depth, and I think Brad told me it was like, like, fifteen to twenty feet in that first cove. So I was throwing, uh, my blue, my bluegill colored S crank by dark corner, and I had something absolutely obliterate it. And as I was fighting it in i felt it under the water just do it the head shake and then i lost it so i had something decent hit the the crankbait but i couldn't get it in the boat i was right beside him when that happened he was fishing he was like in the middle of the cove casting out towards the main lake yeah they were just sitting at that mouth that's kind of so my first fish again was uh that bluegill sunfish whatever it was destroy crankbait a rock crawler and then then I went pretty dry until I got my first fish or my first actual largey on a jig. And I kind of did the same thing. I had, no, I got a fish before that. I got another fish on a rock crawler and then I got the jig fish. But I was, I mean, it was, Mitchell Creek was rough just to find the fish. I mean, we were marking stuff, but they weren't where you think they'd be. They weren't really clean a cover. And all the fish that I caught minus the one off the rock bluff, the only two because i caught two off the rock bluff um, with rock crawlers but the only one i caught other than that was casting a big football head with a nico helgermine on the back end of it the 4.5 it was just a huge jig i mean it's monstrous and i was throwing it toward the main lake but from back in a cove and dragging it back and i had two fish just destroyed off the bottom that's cool and that would but that was in the middle of the cove like middle of the water uh so, and I, I wish I would have read an article I read today before we went down, but they're finding a lot of fish are sitting in the middle of those coves and sitting farther off bank. They're not actually clinging to the bank at all. They're sitting in deeper water still, which is weird because the water temp was like 65 yeah. every day we were there. Which, yeah, that is weird because the, the last day we were out there fishing up north, I caught fish with bloody tails on that grass but. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you the two fish I caught that day, both of them, I caught that uh fourteen inch spot off the rock bluff on a Ned rig, which we'll get to this, but he had a bloody tail too, which was weird that you know, again, water temp was forty five degrees. It's weird that they were bloodying up, but hmm. that's interesting. Uh, the first fish that I caught of the day was a rock bass up in some it was pretty... a cool looking rock bass too. I was like, can you show that picture? Can you bring it up? I don't have it. So he posted, I'm pretty sure he posted on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. This this rock bass is one of the coolest rock bass I've ever seen in my life. And we catch a ton of them up here on the river. Um, big fish, A, for a rock bass. And the whole bottom of it was jet black. And I'm talking like as black as this case is jet black, like even darker. 
mean, it was just, it, was, it looked like it laid in some black ink. It was crazy. Yeah, it was weird. That thing hit a uh, seven inch power worm, too. I had a Texas rigged with a pegged weight on it. I don't remember what spot. I don't know if it was the first cove and it was in some wood. Yeah, it was in some wood, like a, like, you know how those V's come down at the end of a cove like that? It's like where water trickles in after Here, I got the rain. It. There's there's the front of the, the rock bass. Oh. You hit the wrong button. I know I did. <laughs> there's that rock bass. And then here's what its stomach looked like once it'll focus. Yeah, I mean, it's just black. Yeah, it was weird. It was cool, though. I've never caught one like that. There we go. Yeah, it's it looks weird, but the stomach's just jet black. Yeah. And in the same cove... I was uh, I was fishing deep with the power worm actually, and you actually pointed because I don't know if you got hit there. Or you saw yeah, so I had, I had a uh, Mega Bass Vision One Ten on, and I was throwing it basically working it from the bank, and I was just I was jerking it, jerking it, jerking it. Got within five feet of the boat, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna throw it back out. I started reeling up fast, and I saw a good sized fish swim right up to it and see me, and then swim right back in the depth. So I threw a couple more times and he wasn't coming back after it. So Brad was moving over and I said, I just had a fish look at me and it's a good size right there. Throw your worm and just start dragging it. Cause I didn't have a Texas rig tied on. So he throws his power worm in there. And I think second cast, all I hear is there he is. And he just set that hook, man. And it was, I mean, that was like, what a 15, 16 inch largemouth. Yeah. It was the biggest one of the day for me. I think it was like 16. Something like yeah. He that. was a good, he was a good size. Um, that was but fun. Yeah, they just they seemed real timid. Yeah. Like for being in pre-spawn or even, you know, bloody tails that we were finding, they seemed like they were really timid. They were only they weren't really hitting moving baits all week. Um it was pretty much drag and drop. I had a couple on the crankbait every every day I had one or two on the crankbait, but it was all tiny guys and they were all in weird spots that I got. Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely like it was weird in Mitchell Creek, that's for sure. Like most of my fish weren't in the back of coves or anything like that. They were on the main lake on like bluff walls and stuff. And I yeah. ended up catching a few on the jig. I think I caught a limit that day still because I caught a few on the football jig. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I caught four. I can't remember. I know. I thought you and me both caught four because I know Jimmy skunked that day. And then I know Cam had, I thought he had skunked that day because it was the only day he skunked. Um, the only fish I put hands on that day was a dead crappie we found that was massive. <laughs> oh, and oh, yeah. I, I picked it up and did a little backflip with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I passed that crappie. I said, man, that thing has Peyton Manning forehead. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, whoop. Yeah, it hit a big old dome on him. Yeah. Um, and it looked like it got hit from the side. Like, it wasn't, didn't look like it was bait or just died. It looked like it got had hit, it had gotten hit. By something so a big old musky musky possible i mean that'd be awesome it had had some teeth marks on it that so it wouldn't awesome. surprise me uh, um, i did pick up a well i lost the fish on a uh the doc masters wiggle wart that uh orange mm-hmm. uh body with a blue belly ghost crawl yeah so i, I lost the fish using that thing that one was pretty deep. I think that runs like eight, 12 feet. So 
that was cool. I was trying to catch one on there so I could be like, hey, crankbaits work. Go go try them out. Yeah. I don't think anything else after we got off the water, really, we didn't really do anything that day. Thursday night? Yeah, I don't think we did anything that day. We, we had we, a big old tackle hoarding uh, thing in the cabin. We oh, did. Yeah, because yeah, I brought all my tackle out. And just started well, giving stuff away. Susie had her whole tackle bent out and said, "All this is up for grabs." <laughs> yep. So yep. I, I, I I was surprised nobody else wanted the uh, um, missile baits, baby D bombs. I took every pack she had. <laughs> I did. There was like I had like four or five packs. You see, you like the D bomb. I just, I, it's a good bait, and I think I have some up here on this thing somewhere. But I like the Sweet Beaver better than the D bomb from Reaction Innovations. Yeah, I've used it before. They got funny names for their packages. Yeah, they do. Spicy Beaver, and mm, it's all Beaver. If yeah. For you youngins out there, I'm not going to tell you to Google anything, but Google it. <laughs> Beaver is another name for something. Beavers.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're going to get some letters from some parents. Not going to be good. Oh, no. You know what's funny? That reminds me just like a little hole here. So my brother and his friend was sitting out on the picnic table behind our house one day. I walk out. They have a dictionary. And they're sitting there looking up words. And he goes, he goes over to his other friend. He goes, sex. Look up sex. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey guys. They're probably like seven or eight. I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're they're like, nothing. We're not doing anything. <laughs> but they were oh. looking up like a bunch of stuff like sex and boobs and you know all the stuff in the dictionary. <laughs> oh, to be to be young and naive, man. Mm. That was funny. He'll probably appreciate that I uh shouted that out on the podcast too. Oh, I'm sure. He's going <laughs> to love it. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, I don't think we did anything else Thursday night. I really don't think so. It was kind of just settling into the cabin, which the cabin's at Eastport Marina. Super nice. I mean, we all had our own yeah. room the first night. The second night, Cam got to the couch, but that's because he's new, and that is what it is. Um, I am absolutely thankful that they had pillows and blankets, too. Yeah, yeah, me yeah too, so we're driving I mine at home. We're driving down, and I don't know how it started, but I was like, I said, said something, and Brad's like, I don't have a pillow and blanket. I was like, How do you not bring a pillow and a blanket? Like, I had my Wooby. Uh, for everyone who don't know out there, search Wooby up and then type in military. It's the best blanket you can ever buy ever on earth. So I had that in my pillow in a trash bag, and we're driving down, and Brad's like, I, I didn't bring a pillow and blanket. Cam's like, Neither did I. And I was like, You guys are just screwed life sucks but, yeah and then like the whole time after that i was just like you know it sucks and you guys were like what i forgot my pillow and blanket and then you guys yeah. would just laugh brad's just saying i'm not gonna be able to sleep i can't sleep without a blanket i'm just not yeah. gonna be able to sleep I'll, i will take someone cheat <laughs> oh man <laughs> at least brad remembered to bring a towel yeah i did remember I fucking, that. i forgot everything if it makes you feel better, I went home with one less towel. Dude, you went home with less a lot of stuff. No, I only I left three things. One thing I didn't care about at all, which was a set of old Allen wrenches. 
that have been living inside of a tackle bag for like four years. So I don't care about those. They're all rusted and crappy. The towel, I don't, I don't care about. I have more towels. My wife is butthurt because one of the matching towels, I don't care. But the cast <laughs> iron skillet I left really made me butthurt. Because uh, that's a really nice cast iron skillet that I've had for like two years. And it's really seasoned really well. And now it's belongs to Jimmy. So <laughs> at least until he see him again. Jimmy has John Rapp's uh, cooler too. Cooler, Yeah, <laughs> I saw the picture. Oh, it's going to be uh, it's like safety Stanley for the group. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But Thursday night, what? where did we – oh, yeah, we had dinner at the marina. Yep, and then we came back and scrounged through people's soft plastics that they didn't want anymore. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's about all that happened on – I'm really proud of myself, too, because I didn't take anybody else's soft plastics. I didn't take anything that wasn't mine before. I didn't, like, take any of the freebies. I was like, I'm giving stuff away, too. I don't need more crap which I've already replaced some of it, so that's not good, but it is what it is. Um, so the next day we went, well, we just did the Obey the next day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, we you did know the what? West Fork of the Obey. Like, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Obey River. Like, I don't want to fish at next time we go. The way we went, no, I'm not a big fan. Now, if you go right out of East Fork and go straight, like, up to the main river, I'm fine with that part because there are fish there. Last year we went up there and we – you, me, and Justin all put up like 90-inch days every day we went up that one. Um, In fact, Jimmy even said that he put up a limit going that way. He was fishing jigs off a bass that had bloody tails that were on rock shelves in like 15 foot of water. Yep, 17 foot of water. He was finding bed in largemouth, which is one of the first times I've ever heard largemouth when they have access to shallow water, only bedding in deep water. But he caught about, I think he said like 92 inches. Well, if you think about it, that main river doesn't have any, like, protected coves, really. Well, so, no, up up where they, he was catching them, you can look at the map. There's tons of coves. Like, well, I meant, like, pockets and stuff. They got to travel pretty far to get to the first cove. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, I could see that. But, yeah, he was. there's a certain type of bluff wall that he'd go over there and graph it. And if he saw that shelf, he'd throw a jig down there and hammer him. And they'd awesome. be sitting down on beds. Um. No, I, yeah. I, I guess I should have said going up to West Fork. Man, the scenery was amazing, but the fishing. Oh yeah. Good. No, the fishing wasn't good. I th- I only caught I caught two large or uh, one spot in a large mouth that day, and then a, a bluegill. But when we got back to the, where it ended, that river, like where we that's where we stopped. That was the water was so clear. We were seeing gizzards shad the size of my forearm. They were huge. They were monstrous. Man. And uh, to put in perspective, the scenery you can find, if I can get the picture to focus. Oh, yeah. There's Matt. It's blurry as all heck, but it has bluff walls that go like 40 foot high. It's crazy. We saw an eagle. That was dope. Yep. Just perched up in tree. Me and Susie. So, of course, on this day, Susie had come with us, us four, with Jimmy, you, me, and Cameron. And Susie came, too. That's cool. I mean, and Sean came. So we had like six six people all within eye distance fishing everything we can spot. No one's really catching fish. Jimmy got a fish on a buzz bait. And then me and Jimmy got a ton of followers on our big swim baits. Um, but Susie's battery died. Here's yeah. disappointment number two, known as Cam Daniel. 
So me and Cameron grabbing on a Susie's Hobie and we're power just, you know, tugging her because her battery died. So we're tugging her and Cam just, I don't know if he doesn't know what straight is, but his kayak was permanently curved to the right the whole time we were motoring up. And then he would like, his boat would freak out because he hit a pedal or something and just be like, I gotta go. And he just like go off. At one point I was like, Cam, just go away. I got it, man. It's fine. (laughs) Like it is what it is. You're not helping. You're making life harder. So that was that was that part. The reason my boat was goofy is because that that morning as we were putting in, I guess when I was putting the head of the Newport on, instead of having it perfectly straight, it's like like that a little bit like oh like lord a fraction. So in order to keep my pedals like straight, one's got to be like this the whole time. Yeah. And I just never grabbed a socket wrench to fix it the whole time we were down there. So I was. you just would have had to turn the knob on the back of one of the foot pedals. Yep. To fix it. Yeah. Numpty. Oh, well. (laughs) So we get down there and me and Susie are going right before that, where that eagle is perched. Saw a big old turkey fly across the river. Oh, I didn't like see that. Turkey fly across the river? Saw a turkey fly. He was up. He was perched really high in a tree, and he just glided on the other side, like right where that eagle was. I was like, "This dude's about to get screwed up by America because he's about <laughs> to get murdered." Uh, <laughs> but that eagle didn't move. But yeah, the sights. A lot of those pictures, like that picture you just sent, Cam. Did you? Do I even have that? Did you send that to me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I sent them all to you. Especially since it's of me. Yeah, but I don't have that. Oh. I'll send them all to you. I I ended up catching my first my first fish all the way back up to the first riffle on a uh, uh, evergreen shower blues. That was hell. Cool. I heck, I think the only one of us to catch a smallie the whole trip was me. It's a yeah. shame it was a nine inch smallmouth. Yeah, a little baby. Smallmouth, smallmouth. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I had caught going down there. I still was throwing that rock crawler because it did, did work the day before. It wasn't doing anything. I was throwing a big, um, uh, oh, my brain just stopped working. Um, River City swim bait, one of their newer ones, the real big one. Throwing that, I was getting a ton of followers. So I couldn't get anything to commit. And then for you swim bait guys out there, I was throwing this eight inch bait and I had between 10 and 15 followers that day, which was crazy. Um, but nothing really wanted to commit to it. And then I got my, I only caught one fish that day other than the bluegill I caught. I caught uh, a large mouth. Or did I catch one or two? I think I caught two. I don't know. But I got it on a jig. It was on the uh, Jig Masters black and blue finesse jig. Um, in real shallow water. I mean, it was like a steep drop off, but I threw it up on a, a rock shelf. And it was probably in four foot of water. He was just sitting there and I smoked him. Um, but yeah, I mean it's that scenery fantastic. Ten out of ten views. Water really not that choppy or anything. It was just the fishing was poo. Yeah. It was it was warm down there too. Like Thursday, Friday was eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt, felt nice out. No humidity. Those days were beautiful. Yeah. All I saw that second day on the river was a bunch of goofy spots that were following my jerkbait. Like I was working a Shimano world minnow for like 25 minutes and i at one point had a like a 12 inch spot like it looked like two inches away from my jerk bait just staring at it 
and hmm. I would just jerk it, and he'd still he'd just be following it and looking right at it. And I turned it to get it to like pop at him, and he just moved out of the way, and then just kept looking at it. And I was like, oh, this this is great, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> and the water clarity, I could see him doing all this. That's cool. Because this was happening like a foot away from my boat. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yeah, I uh, the, the very first fish that I caught of the day, I was flipping uh, that seven-inch power worm again. Uh, I like to throw that in the spring at Dale Hollow. That that thing does a lot of work. But I caught him I, off of that abandoned uh, dock. Like I flipped I up on the dock and put it in, and he smacked it. Yeah, oh, that's like where right I did, next to the marina. Yeah, I did catch two fish that day because I remember I watched you do that in the beginning of the day. Yep. And then when I was coming back, I did the same thing. I skipped a jig. So, you know, this abandoned dock looks like it's from like the 70s. It's all run down and beat up and it's really shallow water, but it's got those gaps where the floaters are. Yep. And I don't know if the Gerald Swindle and me came out, but I had skipped a jig to the in one of those gaps all the way to the other side of the thing and was working it back. And I got a 12 inch out of that. That's and, it, I, and it was cool because I watched him. It was really shallow and I watched him eat thanks to my Bahio sunglasses. I watched him eat it, set the hook, and he tried to run me through the dock, and I had to force him right through that channel. It's the only place I had. Um, so it was really cool. He flipped over that big log or beam or whatever was in the water. Um, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's really, I mean, all I can think of that day. Um, oh, Cam's joyous brain fart number three of the trip, second of the day. <laughs> I get a call from Cam, and he says, "No, hey, that was that was third day. That was the third day. This is no, we're still on River Day. Uh, we still are on River Day. Yeah. I don't forget." So I get a call from Cam. What did I do? Hey Matt, can you come back and help me? I'm trying oh. to. Oh, and he, I say, "Yeah, I'm I'm coming, man." So I look back and I'm ticked off, and I was like, "What What do you want, Cam?" He's like, "Well, I got hung up, and I forgot to turn my motor off, and all this lines are my problem." Well, I didn't I know like, that. And I was like, okay, well, pull your motor up. So I'm trying to deal with the wind, keep my boat from getting stuck and my rods get broke. And I was like, he's, and he had the motor up, but he kept moving or something. And I was like, Cam, if you keep moving, I promise I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to drown you right here. No one will find you for at least a while. And it's going to be over. So I end up having to cut his lure off. And then he starts to try to, uh, reel it up i was like reel it up he starts reeling up and i was like okay stop you're gonna get all screwed up even more and i don't have any wrenches with me so you're gonna be screwed 
and I somehow hand-lined that thing out to where it, none, no line got left in the prop. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out, and luckily I'm I'm comfortable enough to, like, be on my knees and moving around the boat and getting on the bow of the boat and all that fun crap to get this all undone. I didn't but, know I mean, you were on your knees on the bow of the boat. I was, like, on my knees on the bow of the boat because if I got any closer, it would swing, and I've got rods on both sides plus rods sticking up. You were under a tree. Sucked. We got it done. I didn't know you yeah. were doing all that. I was just focusing on staying in one place, and I didn't want to look back because I knew that would make me move, and then you'd kill me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> where the where the heck was I? You were like you 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 Jimmy Sean and Susie were like way up there where I was with you, and then I had to turn around and motor all the way back to that mouth of the where it, the creek started going. We started seeing all the shad. Get him undone, and then I turn around and motor all the way back and caught up with you guys. Dang, that's crazy. Well, um, oh, there was another thing. So the end of the day, we were, uh, you guys were already unloading. I saw Jimmy go past the marina, and then kind of around. Oh the yeah. So I I was I called Jimmy. I was like, "Is that you going up there? And are you fishing more?" He said, "Yes." I was like, "All right, I'm coming with you." Uh, we get to the point he's fishing across the river and I see this flash and then I hear thunder. That was the first time I turned around about to head in. I saw, saw Jimmy do the same thing. He turned around and thought about it and then he turned around and started going again. So I was like, ah, we're good. About like five, 10 minutes later, I saw another flash and then boom, that, that freaking lightning bolt hit on top of the hill. Like, you you saw the light, you you heard the thunder, and it was immediately. There's like you know how you count like one Mississippi to, and that yeah. tells you how many miles away. There was no one Mississippi. It was like click boom, yeah. and I saw Jimmy turn around and just bolt. So I I turn around, I bolt, and I get to him. I'm like, we just had the same idea, didn't we? He's like, yep. We saw that lightning. We were both like, screw this, we're going in. Yeah, me and Cam had asked me because I, I just caught that fish off the dock and then Cam finally caught up to me and he was like, you going in? I was like, yeah, my phone just said rain's about to happen. And because I had said it earlier and Brad's like, I don't see anything. I was like, yeah, I mean, it looks like the storm's moving, so it'll probably miss us. And oh, it, yeah, it, it missed us for the most part. You guys got lucky. You were still, I went ahead of you because I w- wasn't catching anything back in the river. So I went down the Obey back towards Eastport. And you guys were in a part that was completely dry. But, like, I guess, like, maybe half a mile down the river ahead of you guys, it poured. I could see it, too. It looked like it was smoky in the air. Yeah, me and I... (laughs) Susie was in her hobie just pedaling away. (laughs) I come up beside her with my motor. And I'm like, yeah, this rain kind of sucks. And she's like, yeah. I was like, it looks like it's dry under those trees. And she's like, oh, we're already wet. Might as well not stop. And I was like, oh, fair enough. And then just kept going. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it but didn't yeah, rain it was on us rain. Yeah, no, crazy. I didn't get rained on. The time we got back, though, Cam's like, are you going in? I was like, yeah, man, I'm not trying to get wet. So we're going and going and going. We lucked out and got everything packed up pretty much right before it started raining. But I was on the uh, dock when I heard, or the boat ramp when I heard that crash, and it was super loud. Oh, yeah. And I was like, where's Brad? <laughs> yep. I, and Susie was like, they, they went out there and they're fishing. I was like, he's going to die. 
Yep. We didn't know. It scared the crap out of me, though. Man, I bet it did. Um, loud, thunderous clapping of the cheeks. It, <laughs> it was indeed. <laughs> um, then, so after that, after we got all packed up, I think that evening we went well, to the captain's, captain's meeting. Yeah, so we went and hung out with everybody, talked to a couple people, got some pizza. Um, and then I don't really think we did anything after that either. All Dude, I ate so much pizza. You ate like eight or nine pieces. I had like three or yeah. four. Brad ate like nine pieces of pizza. All right. Dude, so look- a little backstory here. Like I've been eating healthy for the last few months and working out and stuff. So when they said there was pizza here, I was like, crap, I can't eat this. But then I saw the pizza. and I was like, I'm eating this. And then I over I overdid it, and I ate way too much pizza, and I paid the price. Yeah, <sighs> my truck seats aren't happy still. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pay the price; we paid the price. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. I hate you, Brad. I feel like you couldn't smell it, but what came out of your body should be considered a war crime. It was bad. <laughs> man. It was not good. It was not a good time. Oh, Lord. Um, There was was something else. We did something else Friday. I just can't remember what it was. All we did was go to the, after we fished, we went to the captain's meeting. I wore my great t-shirt and then we came back to uh, the cabin and we watched the, we watched baseball. We we watched the Yankees game while I was tying everything up. Um, Tell them about your shirt, Cam. Oh. I I have a very wonderful shirt. Uh, my buddy from high school, he was like, hey, man, I know how much you like fishing, so I got you this shirt. And the front of the shirt, it's like, you know, your your stereotypical pinup, like when you think of truckers in 80s movies, how they got the, the silhouette of the lady in the bikini on their yeah. mud flaps. It was that, and it says, women fear me, fish want me. And then on the back, it's a big neon outline of a trout. And it says, because I fuck the fish. (laughs) (laughs) And I wore that during the captain's meeting. Uh, I got some some weird looks as I was walking back from getting pizza. (laughs) Oh, you weren't the only one wearing something weird. We, We saw Creek Crawler wearing a freaking pink hat. At the captain's meeting. He was like, I found this Fish Ohio hat from the 80s at a yard sale for $5. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was funny. He, 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 he pulls it off, though. That, that suits him. He looks good in pink. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely. He went it, around and tried to auction it off at one point of the night. Did he really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he was like, the starting bid is $20. <laughs> it was a cool hat. Um, I don't think we didn't do anything really after that other than just sat around and watched the game and talked. Um, the next day, Sulphur Creek was – that was my worst day. I caught two fish. Um, I don't think – I think this is – well, Cam, I'll let you talk about your story once we get there. Okay. Um but Brad, that was your best day, easily. Yeah, and Brad I killed it, Sulfur. I well, Justin did too. He had eighty nine inches. Yep. Um, you guys both put up a limit and could have cold. 
Yeah. Uh, so if we would have went to Sulphur Creek every day, I guarantee you that would have happened for most of us. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was – oh, you guys were hammering them. Um, I caught – I'll just get my fish out of the way. I caught – oh, I caught a 10-inch, 10, 10 or 11-inch spot on a Ned rig, and then I caught – uh, Cam was actually with me when I had lost a fish. I ended up catching the fish again uh, on a what? What worm was I throwing? It was one of you. It was an ocho because I got oh, it from yeah. I didn't have my plastics with me. Um, so I caught an ocho, or caught an ocho. I wish I caught an eight pounder. That'd be great. No, I caught. I had an ocho Texas rig pegged. I threw it in some wood. I didn't feel the bite. That's what was again. It was so weird. I didn't feel. A lot of the bites I had, other than the crankbait bites, I didn't really feel them. Yeah, it was more like a subtle pickup, or you know, I, I felt the pickup and I watched my line move and I I drilled him with the hook. I don't know if I just had it in a bad spot or what, but he shook me off, and I watched him swim right back into it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's a bed in there, maybe there's a bigger fish. So I threw back in there, kept throwing back in there, kept throwing back in there. Cam had already left because he was going to the marina with you guys, and I got him to hit again and yanked him he's was, was a 14 inch large mouth um the second time i think there was a bed in there and i shouldn't have left i should have kept throwing in there because there's probably a female sitting around because the second time he hit it like he had nothing left in his life he was just going to kill this thing and then be on um because he had a bloody tail lips were bright red um but yeah those are the only two fish i caught that day yeah, you, you contemplated on never going back to Dale Hollow after that. Multiple day. times. So I Sean, Sean, who is the host of the noob show, was on the other side of a cove from me. And I'm talking like a ways away. Uh I mean how that cove was every bit of 200 yards wide. Yeah. A ways away. And I had I got oh dude, it was just bad. I had a weedless Ned rig because I used the Jig Masters Ned Rigs, weedless EWG Ned rig, and it got stuck. And I had a meltdown. To the point where I was breaking stuff. I got a cut on my knee somehow. I still don't know how that happened. And I was like, just, I was ticked yelling and freaking out. And Sean told me later in the day, he's like, did you like catch a fish? And I was like, no, I didn't catch a fish there. He's like, you were just having a bad time. I was like, yep, not a good time <laughs> at all. Cause I was, I was, I mean, I was going at it. And then I caught a fish like 20 minutes after that. And I felt fine, but man, it was, <laughs> it was rough. Like the I saw you get. You got hung up in those trees too, dude. It's the only the only time the whole weekend I got hung up and in, in the tree and didn't get my bait back, and it was I just tied on a brand new Chatterbait Mini Max with a brand new the only white Zocco I had left. I just found it in my bag of plastics, and I was like, "This will match up." Threw it up there, eh? Got Gone. stuck, dude. I was so ticked off. I was oh, that's what lit the fuse for me to get to. I was slapping the water with my paddle. I mean, I was freaking out. Good thing Bending Branches makes a great product because I was beating the crap out of it. Um, <laughs> but the highlight of my day, and it didn't even result in a fish catch. We were in the marina. I'm, I'm just doing my whole day, and you guys go through your days. We were in the marina. I was flipping a, a DRT cla tiny clash in between some slips that were just all empty. And I had something monstrous come up, grab it. There's a ton of rash on it from when it bit and pull me down. And I felt the whop, whop, whop of the head. 
popped it loose, but it was so cool because I watched Dang. just a bucket mouth eat it and go straight down. Set the hook, and I, I set the hook late. I think that's what the issue was because he came up from over top of it and went straight down with it. And when I set the hook, I was like, "Oh!" And then I set the hook like two, two or three seconds later, and I think I he wasn't didn't have it in his mouth. I think it's my own fault, or I didn't hook him very well. But man, it was cool. It was cool to see the eat, and it was just dope. I bet I didn't know that either. Yeah, but and I kept flipping those the same slip forty times with that tiny class trying to get and come back and bite, but threw a Ned rig in there, threw everything in there, couldn't get nothing. So, oh, but it was still cool to see it happen. Um, I love sight fishing. I love watching fish eat wacky rigs and Ned rigs and jigs, but seeing them just demolish a tiny clash. Yeah. Awesome. Cam, what Brent, was your day? Uh, my day was pretty pretty eventful. Uh, I start. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna preference. Both... I'm gonna preference this. Are you going right into the story? Yeah, I was. Okay. I was just gonna go throughout my whole day like you did. Okay. Well, are you gonna start at the story? No, I was okay. gonna let me, let preface me know. it before you get to the story. I wanna. I wanna give a little preference to that. All right. So basically, we pull up to Sulphur Creek. It's, we were running around. I was kind of ticked off because as we were putting in, some dude in a bass boat just backs up to right where me and Matt Matt and I had our boats. And he was like, oh, I'm just trying to put in right where you guys are at. And Matt looks at me and he's like, there's not even any ramp here. And he walks over and it's some old dude. And he's like, oh, look at that. There's no ramp there. And then he pulls... <laughs> He pulls up and goes to the right of us where there's actually a ramp into the water. And then me and Matt get on our boats. We paddle away a little bit and start motoring. And we go the long way around the marina. And we're working those those couple small coves and everything. And uh, I'm just seeing you guys, what you're throwing. And I'm kind of just tying stuff on because I wanted to change things up from what I had tied on for the Obey. And then Brad and Justin are like, hey, let's actually go to Sulphur Creek. And I see you guys motor away, and I finish tying on a a, uh, a shaky head with a trick worm onto my spinning rod, which I just so happened to put a new reel on. I traded my Vanford for one of Matt's Stratic CI4s because I've always wanted one, and I was like, eh, they're kind of the same, but I... I love the way the Stratic CI4s look. So I was like, hey, Matt, you want to trade? And he, he surprisingly said yes. So I had just... three of them. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I had just tied on a shaky head because I had a, a big Joshy tied on for the river because I was throwing it around those bluff walls and in those rocks and everything. And then I start motoring over to Sulphur Creek and you guys are fishing the point and uh, Justin's telling a story about how Brad took a picture like 12 foot out of the water on the oh, bluff yeah. wall and he was like yeah it was i was standing right there the water was way down yeah was it like, was crazy that's that's a little wild and then you guys are sitting there fishing that point and i i'm right there next to matt and i'm like hey matt i'm gonna go over to that side and fish that cove he's like okay buddy i'll see you and i was like okay that's, and then i start the motoring last, over last i heard of him until <laughs> 15 or 20 minutes later, I get a phone call and I just got my thing. I just cut off my mini max. So I was already ticked. And he says, Hey buddy, I'm going to go for a swim. 
and I say, why? And the phone call just drops. I thought he hung up on me. So I call him back 18 times. And I was like, this is stupid. I was like, I hope he drowns, like calling me. <laughs> and then I just kept thinking and kept thinking. And I was like, dude, what if you drown? <laughs> All right. You can you can now tell the, the story because I, I think that was pretty pertinent. Yeah. So another preface. Last year, as Matt so, so often likes to remind everyone in Paddle and Finn, I lost two rods a jig box and i flipped last year when we were at star point and i also lost my 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 phone so i lost like a thousand dollars in rods and box full of jigs in my cell phone so this was like a, a terrible nightmare that had come back because i i went over to the other side of the sulfur creek and it was like fishing bluff walls uh before this cove and i'm getting I'm learning the Stratic CI4, how it operates, and it's a spinning reel, so it operates like basically every other spinning reel, but I just wanted to throw it because it was new to me. And I'm throwing the shaky head up on this bluff wall, kind of getting it on shelves and pulling it down, and it gets hung up, and I try to get it back, and I break off. And as soon as I break off, I hear something smack top water, and I'm like, oh, cool. I got a wake bait tied on. Might as well try it. And what I didn't know is usually in my rod stages, I have my paddle like completely vertical. But at this point, it was tilted. So I went to put my, my spinning rod in my rod stages. I have the bungee over the front one, and I put the handle under the bungee, and I went to go put it in the back rod stager. But because the paddle was tilted, it caused the rod to like slip off and not go in the back rod stager and i didn't notice this because as soon as i went to put the back of the rod in i hear it slap the top water again and so i turned my head and when i look back all i see is I mean, this is the rod stager here's the rod all i see is the rod go whoop. <laughs> and i'm just sitting there looking at it and it's i was sitting there looking at it for like 10 seconds and i was like oh no <laughs> it finally kicked in yeah i was freaking out i was like no i started like i put a jig like i had my jig tied on so i was like like doing figure eights trying to find it and then i was like you know what forget it and i saw a rock sticking up and it was like the only rock sticking out on this bluff wall so i pull my kayak next to the rock climb out of my kayak somehow for everyone out there this is on if you've ever been to dale hollow or seen a large lake with points this is on a main lake point this isn't back in a cove this isn't anywhere sheltered main lake yeah it's main lake so i somehow managed to get out of my kayak on this one singular rock that is like maybe a four by four rock. And then I turn around, grab my kayak, pull it up onto the rock and then take off my hoodie, take off my shirt. Uh, I'm paranoid about electronics. So I was like, ah, take off my watch, put my watch on the kayak, take off my hat, my sunglasses. Uh, I didn't want to lose Matt's Crocs. So I took those off, put them in the boat and then I was like, okay, here we go. And then I slowly started to make my way into the water. I get like up to my thighs. I'm like, this is cold as heck. <laughs> and then I get down to my, get up to my stomach and my body's, I start to like, like shiver. 
And I'm like, this isn't good. And then I get up to my chest and I just go, <gasps> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's fine. And I stood there for like 20 minutes, letting my body get acclimated to the water. And, and then I slowly make my way down. I'm like using my feet to feel around and I'm like, this doesn't seem like the right area. So I go past my boat to like the right side of my boat, like that area. And I could feel like all the rocks. I could still stand up. The water was like up to my neck, but I could Dang. still feel everything. And then the rock shelf that I was on decides to slip out from under me. So I go completely under. And as I do this, my foot hits my rod and it goes in between my toes and under the water. I just go, and I bring it up to my hand, grab it, get out of the water. And then I like a one arm paddle my way back to the boat, get, get the rod up into the boat, put my shirt on, put my hoodie on, get everything back on. It's a whole like five minute ordeal getting back into the boat. And then I finally go back. And as I'm making my way out, all I see is Matt just come across the water and he calls me and he's like, Cam, where the heck are you? And I'm like, right behind you. And he no. turns around. So what had happened is when Cam told me, hey, I'm going to go fish this cove, I was like, all right, cool, man. Have fun. And I left. And then he called me. I kept calling him, and it kept just going to voicemail. I was like, "This, he's dead or something. <laughs> so I stopped fishing. I started motoring that cove. And I got in the cove, and I didn't see any. Cam has a bright red bona fide SS-127. I saw nothing. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm, like, I'm looking around like side to side I was like maybe i'm just he's like right next to me i just can't see him because i'm stupid and i was looking and i was like nope oh no so then i called him and it finally went through because i saw it in service and he's like yeah i was like where are you and he's like i'm behind you and i look around and i just see him motoring and this is all i see everyone go go to youtube this is all i see <laughs> just freezing <laughs> And I go, like, what happened? And he's like, I lost a rod, but I got it back. I was like, dude, you're just a mess. Demolo hates you, man. I went over where that spot was. And that spot, Cam, you're lucky because it went from seven foot on your little tiptoes to 42 foot. Really? One step and you're gone. <laughs> just God. Whoop, and. Uh and it's just you have fun because it's like and it's not like a gradual like oh little rock shelves it's like whoop, poof, and just down yeah so I, got, I, was, I got really lucky <laughs> i was gonna share this picture because i pulled it up the one that justin was talking about you can kind of see what it's like so this is the this is that main point right there going into the creek yeah and then right there where my boat is it drops off right behind my boat so that that water that water was like 10 Dude, 12 feet insane. yeah it was 10 12 feet low whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Oh, man. That was cool. Man, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you've just been 
free kicking, especially because you probably would have taken a step and you would have just stepped into nothing. <laughs> yeah. But once uh, I got my rod back and motored over to Matt, then we went over deeper into Sulphur Creek and I started throwing. I tied on another shaky head with a trick worm and I, uh, I, I started catching fish and I got, I hooked into one like it was like a little U of trees and then there was a grass flat and I was just working the trick worm back and I got smashed by like a 15 inch uh, largemouth. Or it could have been a spot, but I think it was a largey. And I got him like a foot from the boat. And when I went to reach back for my net, I had the rod in like a weird spot and he head shook and spit out my, my shaky head. And then I just said, I kept trying, trying, trying. And then I went down a little bit and started throwing shaky head again. And geez, that's insane. Yeah, we didn't get to fish that spot. Nope. But yeah, so I just I just kept working the shaky head and I eventually got one on the shaky head that was like a it was another fifteen that I actually managed to get into the boat. And then we went down through the marina. I was throwing top water, spinner baits, everything I could think of. I watched Matt freak out because he got a, a big swim bait bite. And then we went to the backside of Sulphur where it has a bunch of uh flooded timber and laydowns and I was throwing a crankbait parallel to the bank. Uh, got like a 14 inch largemouth throwing that and me and uh, what what's the other guy's name that was fishing with us in the Hobie? Sean. Yeah, me and Sean actually doubled up when we went to the backside of yeah, I forgot Sulphur. About that. He was on the other side fishing at Cove and I was fishing the same side as Matt and Brad. And he gets one in, and then as soon as I hear him say, hey, I got one, all I feel is something to absolutely destroy my crankbait. And I'm just like, I hammer that hookset on a <laughs> tiny-ass fish. And I couldn't reach my net, so I was like, you know what? Forget it. You're getting in the boat. So I just boat flipped him into my kayak, and then I was like, oh, this is great. And then as he really wanted it because both of the trebles were in his mouth and Matt was right behind me and he heard me scream because as I was trying to get the trebles out, he head shook and I was like, oh, and then I lightly slapped the fish on the top of the head and told him to stop and he didn't head shake <laughs> again. So he listened. And then after that, it was just us motoring around. I was just throwing everything I had and I hear Matt just yell. Man, these are some of the biggest carp I've ever seen. Yeah, they were huge. <laughs> yeah, and then I... Oh, they were ginormous. Just... Oh, they were stupid big. They're probably some of the biggest carp I'd ever seen, period, yeah. in life. Yeah, me too. And then after that, we just went back to the, the boat ramp, got unloaded, and Matt had his, his terrific day. Mm. And... We were just loading up, and he was like, I'm not getting wet. It's going to rain. Yeah. And <laughs> it starts pouring. Matt was the first one in the truck. He's like, come on. And it starts raining, and he's like, where are my keys? <laughs> so oh. Matt had to go back out into the rain and <laughs> get his keys. And he gets back into the truck super mad, and I'm just sitting in the passenger seat. And I'm just trying not to laugh because I know if I do, I'm dead. 
<laughs> and then we just we just rip out of Sulphur Creek and go back to Eastport. You know what? Know where my keys were? They were on where? my belt loop. Oh, were they really on your belt the whole time? <laughs> yeah. But Brad, get into your day because you, I mean, you're the crowning accomplishment of the day because you had like 92 inches. So I think it was around the time that you got your chatterbait stuck in the tree. I was a little bit down inside the cove from you. I was casting. So I should say when I first started the day, I had a pretty bad day. I casted in every single tree that I was casting at for the first 20 minutes. I was like, I don't know what the deal is. I cannot get a cast where I want it. So finally, I was like, screw this. I'm not even going to fish the timber. I started fishing the flats in between the timber uh, with a jackhammer. And that's when I got my first fish of the day. And he smacked. He he destroyed the jackhammer. But that turned my whole day around, man. Because I was like, oh, this is that, that's awesome. Cool. Um, so I fished a little while longer with no other fish to show for it. And then I come back to the spot where Justin was sitting the whole time. He's like, yeah, I found a uh, a grass flat here. I was like, dude, I've been trying to find those. They're not fully grown in yet because it's early season. Um, so I started fishing the grass flat. Justin catches one. He's like, oh, I need one more for a limit. And then he ca- right when he says that, he catches another one. He's yep. like, that's that's an eighty nine inch limit for me today. I'm like, are you serious? That's crazy. So I started casting there i caught one justin caught one i caught one sean caught one justin caught one i caught one it was crazy like all three of us were just sitting on that spot for 30 minutes i wish i would have just stayed there i probably would have caught like two more fish that day yeah and it, it, it that was so by the time we got done fishing that spot like the wind kicked up real bad i could not hold on that spot at all so I think that was the that was about the time we were like let's let's uh go back and fish the other cove behind the marina. Um, so we went to the marina first, uh, where Matt was throwing that uh, glide bait in the slips, and uh, mm-hmm. right away I I, I know it's grass there just because from prior experience of fishing that place. Um, right when I found that grass, I started throwing the cinco again which is what we were, we were throwing the Texas rig Cinco, all three of us. And, uh, Sean, he's like, I've never fished this far offshore in grass and catch a fish. I'm like, you better start. Cause if you find grass in the middle of a cove or in the middle of a Creek channel or something, that's going to have fish every time. That's my strength. I, that's where I feel most comfortable on a lake. So he caught one doing that. He thought that was the coolest thing ever, which was, it was cool. I like when, Friends. Oh yeah, I remember he caught that. He listened to you and caught that fish in like open water in like fifteen foot because he found that grass. Yeah, and then going back to where we were fishing by the marina, I found more grass there. It was sparse again, not fully grown in yet. Um, but I had four hits within like ten minutes, exact same spot where the water. It's like riprap on the bank. It drops down to like ten feet, and then there's grass on the bottom. So I, I had two fish that got off when I was fighting them and I caught two more and those were like both 18s. And then I can't remember if I caught another one there or not. No, we left that area, went under the bridge and then around to the cove. And right when we got to that point, I started throwing the jig masters football jig 
on Cam's heavy Mega Bass rod, Orochi rod, and uh, yeah. Xsense DC. And uh, I was glad I was able to catch a fish on it just because uh, both Matt and Cam was saying how they didn't like the drag on it. So I was like, I really want to experience to see what it's like. So I got that hit on the flipping jig, finesse flipping jig. I set the hook. I was like, oh, that felt good. Fought that thing. It came in to be like 16 and a half or something like that. I can't remember, but I think that was my last fish. No, it wasn't my last fish. So we went back into the cove. We snaked around all these trees. I fished the trees. We headed back out. I found another flat where the fish were chilling and i ended up catching yeah because you were there. with sean yeah me and i ended Matt up catching back. two there and that i think that was the time sean was like i always know when you catch a fish because you go woo yeah he said he said that sound cuts through you when you're not catching a fish he's like it cuts through you and it makes you go oh hate yeah. you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i mean that's not even why i do it i just do it just be stupid you know what i mean I don't know. I'm just, I like to be weird on the water. It's fun. I was weird in Bucky's. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Um, what did Bucky you do in Bucky's? Oh, yeah. You were going to the truck. Oh, uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I think I was the end of my fishing day. Like, because you took off, said, hey, it's about to rain. And I, I talked to Sean. I was like, do you want to stay and fish a while longer? He's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And then, I don't know. I was a couple minutes later. I was like, yeah, let's just go. He's like, all right, that's cool. And then glad we said something. Cause we loaded up just in time for it to get like, not get dumped on rain. Mm-hmm. God opened up the sky. He did. Yeah. And the whole Friday night was like, no Saturday night. Friday night yeah, was... had the big storm. Yeah, yeah. Friday night. It rained to like three in the morning, man. Tennessee rains are just different buckets it, and it rains hard that's yep. just crazy but Big fat it rain rained again too. it rained again saturday for a little bit um not when we funny. were driving though it was weird yeah that was funny matt opened up the door on friday night and he was like man it's raining sideways and everyone was, <laughs> just got up and looked <laughs> thanks ollie thanks ollie oh man so so while the fishing was bad and I was not in a great mood, I had caught fish, but I'm one of those people, like if I, if I'm here and on the GMR and I catch one fish, good day. I don't really care. But when I go somewhere to fish and I don't have like just great days every day, which is the most unrealistic thing in the world, I'm just mad. Uh, so we go back and I get some of my frustration out in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh, yeah. So Jimmy was starting to fire up back. And I was inside talking to Brad about something. And I was like, I want to see what this fire is about. So I went out there and they're like having issues getting the fire going. Like it started, but so I start fanning the fire and it, it starts coming up. And I was like, and Cam, we had a sticker, a paddle and fid sticker. And I was like, go put this on a tree somewhere and see if we can find it next year. So he found a tree, put a sticker on it. And then if you guys have seen on Brad's Instagram, the Bigfoot video. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. Oh. that was hilarious but the bigfoot video was there uh oh man it's goofy as heck because you were like as i was down there putting the sticker on the tree you were like hey cam bring back some sticks and i looked down and there's just a whole 
tree branch. Like, mm-hmm. not just a literal tree branch. Like, it looks like it ran all the way back to the main trunk of the tree. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this will do. And I grab it. And then Brad's like, hey, Cam, walk like Bigfoot. I'm like, okay. So I'm just doing, like, the Bigfoot walk with two big-ass branches in my hands. <laughs> yep. And then I get back to the fire. And Matt's like, I, I said to get branches, not a whole tree. It'll work. Whole tree, whole tree, it, man. And it, it would, it did work a little bit. It went into the fire. The whole thing went to the fire. It did. Yeah. So <laughs> I basically got it and I stuck it in as hard as I could. And Brad like braced it. So we have this, this tree. While Tennessee is in a fire watch, by the way, which I didn't know that until after we were done. Um, the flames are crawling up this tree, and then me and Jimmy go and they we find the big cutting log that they were cutting firewood on. And I was like, dude, we should put that in the fire too. So we roll this like 150, 200 pound log over there and just dump it in the fire. It's barely catching. It's just burning the the bark. So we're looking at it and I was like, hmm, do we have a lighter? <laughs> so I throw like we Jimmy cut a little hole in the lighter. I threw it in there. Nothing happened. So I was like, that's dumb. And then John Rapp came out with his cooler full of moonshine. <laughs> and I was like, that'll probably burn really good. So everyone, they, no one really wanted to drink it or anything. And this, we're all sober, by the way. I don't drink. Brad doesn't drink. Cam wasn't drinking. We were all sober, other than what Cam did for a video when he was spitting. Cam did drink a little fire. bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> but, man, we John's like, he just told me, he's like, I'm not taking this home, so either drink it or get rid of it. And I was like, I can do that. So I took the whole mason jar of moonshine, just dumped on the fires, like green and blue and shooting that it up. That was and so just, cool. Oh, it was just being crazy. Big old fireball. Yeah, it was dope. It was cool. <laughs> tell, tell them about the toilet paper. Oh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> so I had Brad go in and get some toilet paper. And I was like, bring it out. There. So I put it on a stick and lit it on fire. I was like, Brad, go to the other cabin. Just run around with it and freak him out. And when he was getting ready to do that, a strand, I threw a strand in the fire. And it caught fire and went right up into a tree and luckily went out. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we so had Jimmy to fish it out. Frog. Yeah, Jimmy got his frog and threw it up there and knocked it out. But dude, that could have been like we were just stupid. It could have been really bad. Here you go. So this is what we did with the moonshine and the fire. Cam spitting on the fire with moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so cool though. <laughs> the very awesome. end is is really. I mean, that's what's super cool about it. Um. Oh, dude, it was so cool. It was. That was fun. A- after that, you were in a you were in such a good mood. It was funny. Oh, it, it is a hundred a, a complete one eighty. Yeah, you were like, oh, this is great. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did and that, it, and then, huh? I was gonna say. So we, uh, Chris T. Fisher was here during this too, and first time meeting her and everything. She probably thought we were a bunch of idiots. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's like never going to want to see us again because I was just being stupid. I was doing a bunch. I burned myself like three times. I was putting my hand in the fire to grab stuff. I didn't care. So uh, like there was a point where we we took the pizza boxes from when we got food at uh, Mitchell Creek. And Matt was literally just like shaking the heck out of this pizza box and getting the flame to go like super high. And he just. He looked ridiculous 
waving yeah. that box around, but he got the fire going. Really oh, it was well. a good job. She was roaring, baby. She was going, but she's probably, she says she listens to the, the show. So if you're listening, that's pretty much me all the time. I'm not going to apologize <laughs> for it. I'm an idiot, but I make people laugh. So you either <laughs> like it or you don't. Good meeting uh, you, though. Really was. was. A you're time, a great man. person. Saturday night was my favorite night hanging out. That was fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I do got to say like the breakfast and stuff Eastport gave us, it was good stuff. So, Oh, delicious. we had breakfast twice. The pancakes were awesome. And then the, the last day was biscuits and gravy. And then mm-hmm. you got to order the sides and stuff. It was, it was cool. And what's, what's awesome about this trip is not just the fishing. It's getting to hang out with everyone in the paddle and thing crew plus cam. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was it's definitely a good time. Uh, I probably you know a, a year from now I'm not gonna have the same feeling I did about never going back to that stupid lake. But uh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna find some better spots. Or we're we're gonna read up on smallmouth fishing there. So am I. I'm I'm honestly thinking about going down there with a guide before we go and let him take me out on his boat and show me where to go, and then we'll I'll just take everyone. Dude, let's go. let's go. I'll go with you if you go like on a weekend. Yeah, I'll go with you. Let's split the cost and go. That's kind of what I plan to do. That or rent a boat from Eastport and just roll around everywhere we can. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't really think, not a whole lot other, I mean, the next, so the next day we're driving home. Uh, we stopped at a KFC and he was wearing the same sweatshirt. Cam is wearing the same sweatshirt he was now. And it was Sunday in Kentucky. <laughs> Oh, this and is this is the first year bronze cold. I was the wearing second, the okay, ones the that second was, one. Yeah, the bronze it this was year, bright or red. Year, yeah, the red one with the skeleton on the back, and all the people, all the church patrons in there thought he was probably a Satan worshiper, and uh, <laughs> which was hilarious. That was and, good and, KFC, dude. Oh, it was delicious. I got the buffet. Everyone was like, "Good, oh, you keep you got your buffet." I paid an extra three dollars and got like way more food. So I don't know. That's the you know people are dumb. Um. <laughs> I got to we got to take Brad to Bucky's for the first time. He was not impressed. He was annoyed because it was the busiest I'd ever seen a Bucky's. I had to park oh, my yeah. truck and trailer on the road. That was stupid. We got to see a goofy class C try to back up with a flat toe though. That was oh my crazy. gosh, yeah, dude. That, that, that was, was so, so dumb. Bunch of idiots. Woman driver. <laughs> oh, Columbia Pro Bass. Cumberland. Cumberland. Whatever. Same thing. Dude, Matt dropped some serious <laughs> coin at this yeah, at this one. He was balling. So I've been saving for a while uh, on this, and I was like, you know, I was walking around. I was like, there's, I got a couple. Uh, look, I got some Mega Bass uh, Kashi hooks, some fours and sixes. I got what else did I get? I got some you, other stuff. You got an S waiver and a Mag draft. I got an S waiver. I got another Mag draft because it was in the pearl and I lost mine. And then I got some. Uh, it's a company I never heard of. It's a JDM brand I've never used. So I got some of their EWGs and their round bins. And I was, and then I got this hat, this Mega Bass hat. And I was like, you know, this is all I need. And I looked down and I saw a JDM Zillion, Daiwa Zillion. For everyone out there, I know it's not Shimano, but I saw it and I was like, you know what, man? I need it. So I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Zillion 100 HG. It's a seven to one. Um, probably, hopefully, it's going to be my new Mega Bass. Or Mega Bass. Hopefully, it's going to be my new jig rod reel. Um, I'm putting it on a Levante rod. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, it turns out well. 
Heck yeah. I, I, I left that store with one pack of thing. That was it. Yeah, dude, you I've walked through Cabela's with you or feeling the scream when you were like, Yeah, I need all this stuff, and then you got it all and then you just sat it all down and walked out. Well, yeah. Don't... They didn't have the goes I wanted. So didn't get those. Yeah. They didn't have they had rock call crawlers. They didn't have the they didn't have colors that I really wanted. So I was like, yeah. I agree. They had a ton of crawlers. They just didn't have anything good. Yeah. Um, you showed me the rearrange. I almost bought that, but then I was like, yeah, I got some already. And then uh, picked up another pack pack of uh power worms because I love the power worm. And pumpkin yep. seed is kind of hard to find around me, so I had to pick them up. That was the only thing I got. Uh, I did a little damage at the Cumberland Pro Bass, not as much as Matt, but I got a. I also got an S waiver because uh, I'll be getting back into big swim baits here soon. Uh, once I have the means to throw them, I uh, I'm excited because I've had a Gentrail just sitting in my box for a year, and every time I see it, I'm like, "You'll come back one day, I promise." <laughs> But other than that, I got some of the, I forget the Japanese name for them. I think they're like the Kikamatsu jig heads that have the little the little fan blade in them. Yep. So Kickapoo? Like, yeah. Oh. And then you get like some of the spark shads and you rig them like right up to the little fan blade. So it still can free spin as you're retrieving it. I got one pack of those. I got a couple packs of three-inch spark shads in, uh, I can't remember the color name. It was like purple shad and then pearl. And then I also got this Mega Bass hat because they had a couple different designs. And Matt got the one he has, which is the the OG design, like trucker cap. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I kind of want to get that too. And then he was like, you always get the same hat as me. I was like, you know what? Fine, you're right. And then I saw this one, and I was like, oh, I don't have that design, so I got this one. And now I'm pretty sure I have every design that Mega Bass makes for their hats, because I got the big patch, the one like Matt has, and then this one. And then I also got a jerkbait that I've been looking for that I haven't been able to find like forever. I saw it online in a JDM group that I'm in on Facebook of guys that were like i have vision 110s in northern lights and i was like that's a really good color and i saw one in northern lights for the 110 junior huh. and i was like that'll be great for the river so i bought that yeah you and beat that's... me to it if i would have seen it i would have bought it it's okay i got the s waiver he wanted so yeah he did get the s waiver i wanted i got the trout one and he got the the shad colored one Get on your Facebook app right now and invite me to that group. All right, I will. Sweet. I want to see what you're talking about. And um, then uh, it's basically just a, a raffle page where dudes are like, yeah, I got this Vision 110 from 2012. 20 spots at $20 a piece. Oh, yeah, essentially. Are, it's yeah. just a sell page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I put the the fear of my my colt into the the elderly KFC goers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one last thing for, for Bucky's. So we were we were walking to go into the um, lot pay and stuff. We were looking for you actually. 
the guys in the center thing that make the brisket and stuff. Uh-huh. They were they were doing some kind of chant. They were going, oh, hey, brisket, or something like that. So every time they would go, hey, I'd be like in the middle of the store. I'd go, hey, and I'd put my hands up. And Matt was like, oh, my God, dude, shut up. <laughs> they do it again. I'd be like, hey, and people were like turning around looking at me. And I'm just going, hey. Oh, dude, it's, it's – I, I find it funny on the river. I don't find it funny when there's like – a hundred people in a store and they're yeah, all but I don't, I don't care. I know. I'll never see those people again. That's they true. probably thought Brad was mentally insane. Well, the lady that was she was like sweeping the entry floor after we got done paying. I was like, they probably get they probably have that happen all the time. And the lady was like, No, we never have that happen. <laughs> I was like, Really? <laughs> and it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But I mean, wrapping it up, it was, it was a fun trip. It we was. all had fun. Can't wait to go back next year. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast. If you were not there, save the date on your calendar. It'll come out when we're doing it for next year. Save the date, come down, hang out, fish the tournament. Don't fish the tournament. It doesn't matter. Just enjoy. Uh, Dude, I want to see some indie guys come, man. I want to see Necrelli Nick- come down. I would love to like, hang out with him all weekend that'd i want to actually awesome. meet some of the achigan guys oh dude yeah that'd be awesome because i cool always see, see him posting stuff on their local creeks and stuff yeah. but i've never seen what they can do to smallies on the big lakes yeah it'd be cool to have yeah necrelli josh cravens shrinko that'd be awesome yeah you should convince ryan to come down ryan Dole. i bet yeah. he would see what that man can do i saw Last year, he took a trip with someone up to Erie to get on some smallies. Yeah. I bet he could... That man can get on some fish. Yeah. I bet he could find the biggins down yeah. at Dale Hollow. Which reminds me, guys, I know we do this a tournament for the whole weekend. You don't have to do the tournament. Come down and hang out. That's what it's all about, for me at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the tournament's definitely fun, especially if you like to be in tournament fishing. But if not, come down and hang out with everybody. Um Stay at Eastport. You know, they have great great accommodations for you to stay at. It's right on the, the river to where if you don't want to drive anywhere, you can get right on. Um, you can even camp in your tent on the lawn yep. for free. Say so you can camp. You can get a houseboat if you have a couple guys you want to go in with, get a cabin, whatever you want to do. Um, I will say I definitely do recommend those cabins. Uh, not with me because of how bad I snore since it's like a big open room. Yeah, you freight train. <laughs> but if you have like four friends to split the cost with that don't snore as bad as I do get the, get the cabins like up at the very top of the hill at Eastport. They're very nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But all right. I think we've, we've wrapped it all up pretty good. Yeah. It was a longer episode guys. So sorry, but we had a lot to talk about. We're making up for the week off. So (laughs) yeah, but Oh man. Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening guys. Um, if you have any questions or anything from the show or from the trip, feel free to reach out to any of us. We'll, we'll answer them. Um, tight lines and get ready to fish because that time is coming. Can't wait to get it back on the river. Me too. Can't wait. How about da? Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Waypoint TV.
the destination for outdoor entertainment. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.